PKN 145. I want to talk fitness. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah. And doing good overall. Um, mm. Cheated on the eating some this weekend because I went uh, fishing and went on like a couple day trip with my dad and brothers. So, but even then, like if you feel like shit about yourself as you're eating cheat meals, <laughs> it it deters further things. Especially like this is what I've I found to do. Mm. It's like if I order just a regular cheeseburger on the like menu, I consider I like I really amp it up in my head how much of a cheat day that is when a really severe cheat day would have been getting like the Whiskey River barbecue burger at Red Robin. That's like 2000 and that's, that's such a fucking good burger. Red but Robin. if you just convince yourself, you just convince yourself that it's <laughs> that it's way worse than it is, then then you don't get that out of control. Cuz like by the time by the end of the day when I was like tallying it up, it's like, "Oh, I had a cheat day and I ate like 2600 calories." That's not horrible. You know, probably less than what Kyle's eaten now how, but obviously. How, how many calories good. do you think you burn a day? I don't know. Like I, I used a calculator, most... and I probably said it wrong. Fuck you, people. I used a calculator, <laughs> and uh, uh, it said I was between like one, like between twenty one hundred and twenty five hundred on a day, depending on how oh, active I am. You mean like one of those websites where it like tells you your basal metabolic rate, something, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. It's got to be more than two thousand. I would I don't think know. mine's probably I, like twenty. Two twenty three hundred, twenty four hundred. I, 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 yeah. I wish we could get some sort of like legit scientific numbers for that, right? Because whenever you're just fill, filling in data on a website, you're getting this broad spectrum. Just it'll any any size fits everyone kind of bullshit mm -hmm. that doesn't incorporate maybe like you know our uh, I don't know our, our 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 body chemistry and what we're eating and what we're doing and stuff. I I know that you can get. To like determine your exact fat content, you can do that submersion thing where they put you in yeah. water and anything that weighs more than the, they can calculate. They, uh, that way, they're not weighing the water. I guess they're they're determining your actual fat mm -hmm. content. And uh, I wonder if there's anything like that for your uh, basal metabolic rate. I've calculated mine a bunch know. of times. It's usually some. It's usually like, you know, 2,300, 2, <laughs> somewhere in there. So. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, yeah, I would hear like, oh, this thing costs six thousand calories. Cost right, and. Uh, and I'm That's like, how I think of it. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. You know, like this is my budget, and this is what I'm spending on mm -hmm. each thing. And uh, uh, and I was like, I really don't know how much I burn in a day. And to me, like, if you had told me five thousand was normal, I'd be like, oh yeah, because I really didn't know. Uh, it, but there it is. So my my range is somewhere, I think, like twenty one to twenty five hundred. Like, it, I had a really active day Saturday. Um, I was actually teaching mm -hmm. people to fly. I served as like an assistant instructor. And uh, that's just on your feet, 90 degrees. Wait, wait, wait. Carrying an shit. assistant instructor mm -hmm. or an insistent instructor? Because I wouldn't like that. <laughs> actually, I, I, no, I, you do it the way I say or you get the fuck out of here. I, I kind of jumped in because I, I saw the other instructor was being very harsh, right? Like, this is a brand new he was thing. An, he was an insistent instructor. Yeah, he and was. And, and, and like guy would like pull the wrong brain and the wing goes to the ground. He's just learning to kite the wing. And uh, it's like, why are you mad at him? Like, you, this guy literally has 10 minutes experience doing this and you're pissed he's not good? You know, like, it, this is hard. And uh, so I was just like, here, you know, let me lend a hand. And I ended up lending a hand all day long and burnt some calories. That's good. Yeah. Like, I see it the same way with the side. I liked how you say it, that it costs something. Because I really think that's the most effective way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you just can like, you know, take, it, it's so easy. I almost did it 
you know, just a few minutes ago. And I was like, what do I want to get for dinner? Well, I have plenty of stuff to make at home or I could go to Qdoba. And I was <laughs> like, oh, but can I afford to spend a thousand calories because I'm not going to go there and get up something that I don't want to eat? Get the bowl. Know? The bowl isn't bad. Um, I've, I've gotten um, that not from Qdoba, but from uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. yeah, I go and get their bowls, and uh, it's whichever one has the brown rice that you can get. Because I get I get the burrito places yeah. mixed up, but I get the brown rice and and make a bowl of that, and I don't feel bad about eating that at all. Especially if you I get don't double feel meat. that bad about it. Like yeah, that's what I do when I get bowls. There is I get brown rice and double meat. Yeah, and but like as I'm going through the line of all the ingredients, like I catch myself stopping on all the things that I usually yeah, sour want. Cream where they're like, and uh, do you want and... do you want our Diablo queso? And it's like oh. I do, but mm-hmm. uh, but forego that. Do you want lots of cheese and sour cream and guac? No, just lettuce. Just lettuce <laughs> and heat of vegetables. Is it possible the guac is okay? Because, you know, the, the avocado has many good properties to it. I'm, I'm sure always talking about vitamins and antioxidants. I, I, I put the guac in. I, I imagine. don't like it that much. I'm not willing to spend. Uh, I, that's, that's it. Sometimes I look at food that is not on the good list. It's on the naughty list. And I say, are you worth it? And most of them are not, at least for me right now. I, uh, I'm down eight pounds. I, uh, you know what? I, la- most of last week, I was just barely hanging on to seven. I ignore decimals when I give my big round number, but I knew in my head, like I was weighing 213.8, 213.6, and I was like, I might have a seven to report next week too. You know, like it, it's just, I'm not going to lie. And, it's, uh, and then come Friday, like clockwork, like the last three Fridays in a row, no special accommodations. It's not like I went outside and sweated and came in. I just rolled out of bed, hopped on the scale, and I was down eight. And then, then uh, you're yeah, you're on a good path then. Yeah. So I I went camping this weekend, and I I didn't. I usually have my cheat meal on Thursday for whatever reason. I think maybe Colin has parkour or something. But this week I was like, Woody, I don't think you're trending towards a new number. Uh, you know, let's skip the cheat day. And then it turned out on camping, there really wasn't a lot of choices, so I had my cheat day Friday or Saturday night. But bottom line is, I'm down eight now. My kettlebell's in. I did my first kettlebell workout today, and uh, I just went, I just Googled for it, like, and on it, like Joe Rogan's, I guess, company has Mm -hmm. a beginner kettlebell workout with seven, uh, I'm sorry, with 10 uh, exercises to do. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just do that. Did you, you didn't give me yours, did you? No, I'll write that out to you right after this. Yeah, I'd love to see it, but... uh, so I was like, well, you know, I don't have any other place to start. So I had 10 exercises and they had um, like a, a written description and a video of each one. So I was like, cool. And uh, um, so now I got I sort of broke the ice on that. I whatever. I, I mean, just unboxing them and putting them in place is your first kettlebell. Workout. <laughs> I got a little I got a little Tucker just putting them in order. <laughs> my just, just my wife order had it Tucker right Chief. by the front door. She moved it four feet and called it good. And uh <laughs> So I, uh, but yeah, so I broke the seal on that. No skateboarding today. It's raining outside. Uh, but I've been, you know, on target. I've only had one cheat meal per week for the last month or so. And I'm losing about a pound a week. I go on the keto subreddit. I see these people losing so much faster than me. And I, I don't know. I would love to have a, a phase where I start losing two pounds or three pounds a week. I don't know what they're losing though exactly. Cause that ties into the, that's when I started looking up calories burnt per day. Like, mm-hmm. these people are losing two and three pounds a day. And I was like, is that all fat? You know, it, no. Yeah, no, right? That would be a lot of water weight. It would have to like be. Like, a little bit of fat. And if, you're, if you lose weight, like, I know from when I lost a fuck ton of weight a couple of years ago, like, 
in the midst of the weight loss, you're like, all right, losing fat, losing fat. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, God damn, like I lost a lot of muscle in mm. this process as well. Because like if you cut your calories that much and you're not working out a lot or eating a ton of protein, like you're just going to start to atrophy. Yeah, I don't think that's my scenario. I, I am working out and I am eating tons of protein. So the protein's like that's primary good. part of my diet, really. But uh, the diet is so much harder than the working out part because like it's so easy to ruin it with the diet where you just uh -huh. are like, oh, you know, just just swinging by Wendy's for lunch today can't be that bad. I'll, I'll eat something healthy. No, you won't. No, you <laughs> won't because there's nothing there that's healthy. Like you have there to like, is. They have some. a salad, but th I. Is I don't know. That, that I had the salad like a month ago or something. I was I was nearly forced to go to Wendy's, and uh, I I walked away thinking that it was on the good this, list. But I still don't go there often. So the salad is not on the good list, unfortunately, because the dressing. Like like I. Oh, well, I that's you, on like, you. Like, I didn't have any dressing. Oh, I had, no dressing. I think I might actually. I think I might use less than a packet. But I, salad whatever. without dressing is like anal without lube. You just don't fucking do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Strong it, point. It's, it's that, yeah, that's silly. Um, the dressing is usually the killer, uh, but I like, um, like vinaigrette or oil and vinegar, something like that. It's tangy. I don't like the raspberry vinaigrette. That's fucking nasty. I don't want any raspberry in my life at all, so much less on greens. Um, <laughs> but as long as you don't get the cheese and stuff, but at Wendy's, um, I haven't done it recently, but I, I, there's been a couple of times where like, you just got to work fast food into like a healthy lifestyle one way or another. If you're, if you're out doing stuff, it's going to happen. You're hungry and you, you know it's better to eat bad than it is to starve yourself if you're tr if you're like trying to get your metabolism in order and live a healthy lifestyle. So sometimes you do that. But what I used to do is if it was McDonald's, I would order two grilled chicken sandwiches plain. And then I would take the chicken out and I would eat the fucking chicken breast. And it sounds terrible, but McDonald's, the way that they cook their grilled chicken, uh, they put the grilled chicken breast that's already like marinated and covered with lots of mm. spices and stuff on a grill and they put like this metal ring around it and pour water in and then cap it and sort of they sort of like steam grill it with uh with all the all that seasoning on it and it's really tasty it really is so like, like i would just eat those like a caveman when i drove or i'd go to wendy's and they have these grilled chicken wraps and i would get those plain and i would not eat the wrap i would i would just throw i would just pick the chunk of grilled chicken that's like two fingers worth out and i'd eat like four of those as i went doesn't sound like a good time but it's uh, but it's you the feel only way. better after the oh, meal, yeah. don't you? Knowing <laughs> that you didn't yeah. indulge yourself too much. The trick is to stop thinking about food as a reward or as like, oh yeah, once I get all of this done, then comes dinner. Like like a lot of us get into that mindset of like, yeah, meals are my reward for the work that I do between them. Yeah. Or meals are what I'm waiting on. That's what this all builds up to that for for today. It's that big dinner tonight. Just get rid of that. Forget that whole mindset and think of food as fuel. And, and, and nutrients and vitamins and, you know, for your body. Don't think of it as, like, a pleasurable thing and things will go a lot easier for you. That yeah. sounds awful, right? I'm sure like, like, you're right, you know, but yeah. I'm not there. No, I, I, no. Yeah. I, it takes a while. <laughs> you got to get to the point where, like, sugar, like, hurts your teeth and it's just, ooh, that's too uh, sweet. I have been pretty disciplined about low <laughs> sugar. Uh, and, and also, well, I have found that I crave it less. And I used to drink water and I've talked about this Has before. Has that been hard for you, like, cutting the sugar more than anything? Because I know that you're... Like the big thing you turn to that you like a lot is like lemonade or like sweet drinks or juices and like lots of sugar. Has that been the hardest thing to overcome? I for you? swear it was harder when I just dipped my toe in it. Like because there were a lot of times where it'd be like, you know what? I'm only having 
like a you know cran raspberry for dinner right and with lunch i'll have water and then that lunch would be like oh my god like this sucks so much and then with this round i just like you know what done done you know the sugar's gone and uh it wasn't long it was only like four or five days before i stopped missing it so it, yeah it, it turns out maybe that's why uh alcoholics and heroin addicts do it the way they do you know they, they just stop cold turkey they don't be like you know what i'm cutting down to one third the heroin i used to do because uh it doesn't that's work true. yeah yeah yeah, I've, I've See, heard that heroin do, addicts who allow no. themselves an allowance of it do very poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, see, they go to the methadone clinic, right? They get the artificial heroin, and that's the same thing as you going and get the Diet Pepsi. Yeah, that's kind of true. Diet but, Pepsi but Diet Soda is way less bad for The you. parallel's falling oh, yeah. apart yeah, in sure. here. I, I, you know, I, I don't think so. I don't think you've done enough methadone. <laughs> I have done yeah, very right little methadone. Thinking <laughs> about food as numbers makes it easier mm. if you're just like like if you really cement your your thought process like you have a budget in your head like i really try and keep it to like 1700 calories a day right now because that's lower than what i probably should be eating with as much as i'm working out but i'm trying to lose weight and so i figure like if i do cheat and I'm, I'll, I'll get mad at myself but it might only be like 1900 calories so i get the benefit of the self-shame to encourage me in later days, but also like the cheating isn't as bad. How's yeah. the, the mental side of it go? Like, are you proud of your accomplishment? Like, are you happy? Are you still nothing but disappointed in in you? Like, where no, I'm I'm starting to feel better about myself. Like when I like I, when I yell at myself in the mirror now, a lot less is shaking around, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, like like I'm starting to look pretty good up here, and I'm like, but I'm still good. disappointed. And now <laughs> and we I, got to this point, like like like. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I love you. Yes. Like, like, yeah, that's the last thing you say is like, I love you. And like, you turn the light <laughs> off. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I do sometimes when I'm doing it is like, if I, I, I can tell I'm really doing a good job shaming myself. If like, I've just been like staring at like my belly in the mirror for a while, like shaking it. And I can't bring my, and I, I haven't looked in my eyes in a while. And I'll be like, look at yourself in the eyes. And I'll look at myself in the eyes. Like, You're rough. What have you done? What are you doing? And I did. Oh, it, it, this sounds so silly. It's so effective. It is so dude. Effective. I the the success I'm having now represents failure of eighteen months ago, right? Like I see two twelve on there. It's a notable improvement from two twenty. When I sit in the car with bad posture, my uh, like I have a belly over the bottom like lap belt part that I'm very unhappy with. So I was driving home yesterday, I think, and it was like you know like this. It's not where I wanted to be. But it's measurably different, you know. Even eight pounds, yeah. I, I can feel the the difference in that belly, and uh, but it's like no, Woody. Look, 2015 Woody would have been like 212. You fucking piece of shit. It's not time to celebrate. It, it you have more work to go. Yeah, oh, to and this is a fucking thing. So, related topic. My uh, my um, my mother-in-law is here with us, and she has friends that came and visit her yesterday. I haven't seen these people since I got married 21 years ago. They came to the wedding. And uh, she sees me and she's like, oh, looking me down carefully. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were thinner. Yeah, I was fucking thinner 21 years ago. For fuck's sake, that's how ago. you meet me? That's oh, how you I can't believe you didn't drop the hammer. Like, like yeah, oh. yeah, you were younger. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. The <laughs> what fuck? happened? The fuck what happened? Yeah, and it didn't even stop there. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm working on it, and uh, 
And then, like, I like I wasn't hanging out with him or anything, but I guess Jackie gave him the tour of the house or something. And they see me again. They're like, huh, no one should be heavy in this house. There's so much walking. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, you know, yeah, gain the weight while I was making the money. And uh, <laughs> they're like, well, that's okay then. Like, like I, Jesus, who says shit like that? But they're here. A rude, a rude, oh, dirty is, cunt. Is, is, <laughs> wow, I would be livid if someone came into my beautiful home after not seeing me for two plus decades and saying, <laughs> yeah. hey, you've, you've, you've gained a little weight. And you go, yeah, last time you saw me, I was 25. <laughs> 23. Uh, or 23. Yeah. Like, uh, so of course things have changed. <laughs> like I have a child who's almost as old as I was at the time. Like, I, 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 and I'm still thinking just, about it. Or just keep it. it simple. Just be like, well, you're still the same cunt. Just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. For what it's worth, I was not at all yeah. short on comebacks or things to say. I just bit my tongue. Because, you know, they, like, look, for all the ribbing I'm getting, they're here to see her while she's sick. And, and that yeah, should count for sick. a lot. Uh, no, no. If your mother-in-law said some stuff like this, you let it slide. You're like, hey, she's having a hard time. Like, who knows where that's even coming from? If that, hey, if her picking on me maybe gives her a little solace, let me have it. Both barrels. But it's her friends. They're not ill. But they're they here doing something nice for her. That's the thought process. Mm. So, but yeah, anyway, it's still on my head. Like all she had to talk, really, we didn't talk about anything else except my weight gain. You know, like it, there was, she just brought it up every time so I entered Woody the room. So Woody doesn't any self-shaming. He had a couple <laughs> old ladies come over to do it for him. Uh, Man, that would piss me off so much. <laughs> oh, God. Would, oh, they I'd have to like, nice. just go outside. Yeah. Just, I, 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 I did. I, I went to the Southern Sun room and just started like hanging on. I was like, I'm getting... I'm going by myself. Oh, that's so. the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Fuck you to anybody who comes at you. You should go. That's it. I'm just gonna go take a break in my southern sunroom. <laughs> like, nobody else I've ever met has to qualify which sunroom they're attending. You know, yeah. which, we have fun on the, one. On the, the eastern one's a bit chilly this time of year. You know, given the you know, disparity in the, the size of my estate, you know, <laughs> so it started to snow on the north side of my property. Creates its own climate. So the so the northernly face of it is very dry and arid because the clouds are stopped by the peaks of the home. Yeah. I, want so. that. I went paramotoring today. The north side of my property was a little windy, so I had to go east. You know, still lots of room. But um, but yeah. So anyway, shaming's been going great. I've had some. I brought in some help. And, uh, uh, but the losing weight, I seem to be at a pound a week schedule. And I like to believe that it's a real pound. You know, that I'm not just like dropping water weight every week or something. I took, I took a pound of bacon last night hmm. and, and I slathered it with half a cup of brown sugar and a tablespoon of Dijon mustard and, until it was just kind of the, just, I, I really slathered it with my, like, with my bare hands. I got it all in a bowl and like did the, like mushed it into the brown sugar and the mustard until it was completely And this was uh, like around dinner time for dinner? This was at 4 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. This was 4 a.m. this morning. Um, and, uh, and I baked it up real good for 20 minutes until it was crispy. And then I got it out and put it on some racks and let it drip dry and get all the grease and fat off of it. And then it hardens. It, like the bacon after 20 minutes is already pretty dark and crispy, which is how I like it. But after this process, it has a hard candy shell on the outside of brown sugar and tangy mustard. It's delicious. It's amazing. I imagine it is. 
that does sound pretty good. Another, I'm about to go on the clean side of my diet. This isn't going <laughs> to last longer. I, I, I've, I've gained almost five pounds right now. Really? Like 86 or so. Feeling like shit. Had some real bad diarrhea earlier. So <laughs> we're, we're about to go into lots of uh, you know, healthy stuff and, and, and uh, lean meats and fiber. Is and the weight that fiber. you're gaining, do you feel like it's being distributed well? Or do you feel like, well, I can see that five pounds <laughs> I put on. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It, it always goes, I, I, it goes to the same places. I guess uh, I get like love handles. Uh, I get a little bit of a belly. And I, I get I get the man boobs. It goes to my thighs for sure. Um, but it, it it's a while before it goes to my face and my neck um, and my arms and like like my arms aren't jiggly or anything at all. Like everything up my most of me is is fine. It distributes in weird places, but then it comes right back off from those places first. I've noticed like whenever I start losing weight, I'd be like, oh yeah, like like what he was talking about when you're in the car. If your belly comes over the lap belt at all, like especially if you're wearing like depending on the shirt you're wearing, if you're wearing like a polo sometimes and it's tight, it's like ah, oh, there's not even any way to hide that. I can't even floof that up or anything. This is just, oh yeah, that's damn a good it. reality check. <laughs> that, yeah, so like yeah. you definitely see that go away first because I think it's because of the way our brains work when we're in cars. That sort of like uh, inner uh, inner brain that takes over where we're kind of hypnotized. Like I, I'll also notice if I'm working out the first time. The first thing I'll notice is that I'll be in the car and I'll because I always put my arm kind of on the window. I'll be like, oh, that's not how my arm usually looks. Nice, nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's working. <laughs> so it's, it's always in the car where I notice that I'm like getting fat or losing weight or getting in shape. I that's a good point. The areas the that motivated me the most to make a change one was one was kind of a general i don't like the way my shirts are hanging on me you know like my chest and my belly and like like look there should be like a flat chest and the belly area should just all be wavy and not touching you know that that's that's how a shirt should fit on me and that's not how it was fitting especially when you get into like dry fit territory yep and then the other is especially with the wrong like camera angle or something like my neck is not going to be the neck I dream of unless I have surgery or something like I, I can see my father um, and where I'm going to evolve to and then there's a, in and out three day operation or three day you know healing period you'd be good tempting let's lose weight first and see where it stands yeah that's yeah, you let's, do let's, want to lose the weight first. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's lose weight worse before the surgery <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, but yeah I can see like how I'm going to age and there's going to be kind of a straight line from here to here I don't get that beautiful like neck that I want to say a Hollywood neck, but the truth is a lot of people have regular necks Mike and don't have Pence this. Neck. Yeah, Mike Pence, Pence has a good well. neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that's an area that I also thought needed some work. And I don't know if I've seen any real improvement yet, but I will. It's, it can't. If I keep I can, losing uh, weight. I can tell, like, the progress in, like, the mirror shaming in mm-hmm. that, like, in the first part of doing it. Like, I'm, I'm now on week seven of working out, and I've worked out at least – three times a week, an hour, every time for seven weeks now. So I haven't missed it yet. And I'm really, that part's not, is, is going great. But the fact that I'm having to like get into different positions to shame myself now a little bit. Like when I was doing it at first, it was like, just look at myself and it was like, what have you done? Just look at the way you stand. Look at the body you inhabit, you fuck. Like, but now it's more like I'll like be yelling at myself and I can't get enough fat to yell and so I'll like like scrunch over and be like what the fuck have you done like that kind of shit. How much like weight have you angles. lost? Do you know what your weight like, like gain, in, loss is? Uh, I I'm like pretty much the same as last week, so I'm down to like two oh six and uh-huh. a half maybe two oh seven. And where'd you start? Um, so like 12, 13 pounds maybe. 
So like 219, 220 is where I started. Wow. Yeah, you're definitely losing quicker than me. We'll see. And part of the reason for me, so I have two motivations to bring in the kettlebell. One was I like the way Taylor's shirt fits. It's the full homo, I guess. But I was like, you know, like we're both making some positive changes, but I like that one and I want that one too. So that was, that was part of it. Another is just maybe, you know, raise my metabolism or something, you know, add a little muscle. Uh, it can yeah, the more good. muscle you have, the more you can eat. Which is <laughs> is actually very incentivizing yeah. <laughs> because it means you can just eat more. But yeah, yeah I looked uh, it up one time. Like how much, how many calories? Like a pound of muscle burns. It's it was a lot fewer than you than you would hope. You'd, you'd hope it'd be like a thousand, right? Like oh yeah, right? Yeah, I got a pound of muscle I added back there. It, it, <laughs> oh. it burns up breakfast in half. My a daily cons- metabolic my daily burn rate went from 2200 to 3200 with a pound of muscle yeah, yeah. what a dream <laughs> like, have you have you guys been taking pictures along the way no i kind of regret i didn't take pictures because i didn't want to see them and now i almost want to have like a comparative picture like maybe i should take one soon you know? well see i'm not at my worst yet see mm. we're trending up <laughs> so 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 we, I'm, I'm, I may do that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the part where I like cut all the calories out and to see how fast I, I lose the weight because I'm going to I'm going to really monitor it this time and I'm going to try to try to see try to see what I do. That's good. It'll be fun. I'm glad yeah. we're all sticking to it. Much I've been easier. trying to uh, record my gameplay on uh, PC. Uh, Chiz was saying OBS was the way to go, but it's just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I used NVIDIA, I think it's Shadowplay, mm-hmm. um, which is their thing, and it's like two clicks and it just does it. And the quality's perfect. Like, just perfect. Um, yeah. like, like, with OBS, it was turning my gameplay purplish, and it, it, it just, the quality looked terrible. Like, 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 a third of what my quality should look like. And uh, with Shadowplay, it looks excellent. Shadowplay never worked well for me. Like, I, I couldn't mm. capture, I guess there were times I wanted my mic and the PC, and, and like I, I could never get the audio either to both work or to be balanced properly like you expect it to be. And uh, I, I really love the notion of offloading it to my video card, right? Usually my CPU is struggling and my video card's coasting. It's probably less true as it ages, but uh, I just never yeah. had good luck with Shadowplay. And it's, it's perfect in my scenario because the game I'm playing, that Battlegrounds game, is very CPU taxing. Hmm. So it's nice to just let, let, you know, let the GPU take over a little bit. And you have bit. a it's, 1080, right? Or is it 1080 yeah. Ti or 1080? I don't have the Ti. I was oh. going to get the Ti. I still might. <clears throat> I, I want to wait, I guess, until the, the next edition of the Ti comes out, the, the, the special Ti's. We'll see. Oh, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. But for what I've got, I, I mean... Like I'm playing 34, 40p or whatever in between 60 and 120 frames per second, depending on what's going on and what other programs I'm running. It's I'm not gonna get any better than that. Like I, I don't I don't know where the improvement would really be, but I'm really loving the game and I, I was getting so many fun little clips and having so much fun. I was like I gotta record some of this just so I can show Chiz so he'll believe the thing that I just did. <laughs> it just. Just for bragging rights. I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been playing uh, the squads mode, which is the four versus every, everybody's in teams of four. But uh, I realized that you could unselect matchmaking and you could go in by yourself into that mode. So I've been doing that, and I've been talking to the other team um, with the with an open mic. The rest and, of your team uh, or the other team? I don't have a team. There, everybody else's teams of four, and just me, just just out there. So there's like. 20 teams of four just roaming the wilderness and, and me just creeping around looking for them. And last night I was walking and all of a sudden I heard some chatter in the pro- its proximity voice. And I, I heard someone like, yeah, yeah, there's a helmet right here. And I was like, 
all right, then. I st- I'm, I'm hunting <laughs> now. And I, I got them all. I got all four of them the whole time just talking tons and tons of shit. Uh, I, I, so I, what was I say? Oh, uh, I was like, I'm gonna take your lunch money, boy. I'm gonna take your lunch money. <laughs> and I, I kill him and I go to, cause that's what you, you kill people and you loot them. That's the, that's the main goal of killing them. Uh-huh. And I'm like looting him and looking at his stuff and he didn't have anything good. I'm like, ah, oh, this was a poor kid. He's on free lunch. <laughs> and I just kept getting, he started, he's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I'm, like, I'm gonna take your buddy's lunch money too. <laughs> and I just killed him one by one. It was so satisfying. My, that game makes my heart race so much more than. I, any other game, really. I can't think of another game except maybe VR, where I'm like in a nightmare scenario or something, and there's a leech scorpion on my neck. There's but a workout plan, VR. I yeah, it, it's I, I I definitely break a sweat when I go into VR. If I'm doing like the uh, the archery game where you're constantly reaching back, drawing an arrow, and then pulling it back and letting it go, even though you've got those like one pound controllers, after you shoot two or three hundred arrows, you're you're dripping with sweat. Hmm. So anyway, I guess that's fitness. I'm uh, simultaneously excited to still be losing a pound a week and disappointed in my lack of weight loss. Well, over time, we'll all hit our goals eventually. And then we'll taper off. And then probably a year after that, we'll be disappointed in ourselves again. And it will (laughs) repeat. Yeah, everyone's like, you know, oh, it's so stupid because you'll just gain it back. Yeah, well, imagine where I'd be, like, if I didn't do it. You know, like, I, I don't know, I was, I could see where I was trending, you know, it, it's not so bad to revert that trend and, and hold why, it down. Why do the, do laundry or the dishes? They're just going to get dirty again. Why not just ah. live in squalor and pretend <laughs> you're happy with it, right? Don't you hate <laughs> that never ending battle with the, with, with laundry and dishes? Like, like, Laundry's I guess, one of my favorite chores. I wouldn't know. Well, I, no, no, shut up, Woody. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's a laundry slave. No, no, no. You, you need what I need. It's a magic uh, basket. I just put the dirty clothes in the hamper, and then it shows up in my dresser. It's fucking yeah, awesome. Some, some lady <laughs> takes care of it for me. <laughs> I, we, we had a lady who would come over and do the dishes and the laundry and like everything else twice a week, and it was $100 a week. It, and and That's then she had... You think so? To do, yeah. like, like, I don't think you understand the level of dishes and laundry. Like, like, we make like five, six meals a day. Like, there are pans piled up. Like, like every day I'm doing dishes for like 30, 30 minutes, like scrubbing pans. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing. And then the, the laundry as well. Like, like I'm telling you, it, it, 100 was a bargain. We were, we were enthusiastic about this deal. And then she got a major heart problem and, and she couldn't do it anymore. So now I got to do it. I mm. hate doing it. You save 100 bucks a week, though. I fucking want that hundred dollars a week. Oh my! I don't want. I don't want pruny hands. And Kitty's the worst. She she'll dump like food into the sink, and then some plates will get on top of it, and the the food has clogged the drain. And there's like a millimeter, two millimeters of water down there, getting all stagnant and like rotten with the food. And there's plates on top, so I don't even fucking know it. I just think, oh, there's like four dirty dishes in there and a pan on top, like a pizza pan. I'll clean that That's up tomorrow. part of why I don't help. Like, so dishes <laughs> waiting to be cleaned should be in at least a semi-clean state, right? You know, put Break them in the trash. Off. Yeah, but Jackie will use the sink almost as a trash can. I'm you like the garbage disposal. Like, I mean, in the sink. Not really. No. I mean, we're not supposed to run it because we have a septic system, so we tr- we don't use it as one, but it is there. And, yeah, and I'm the 
I, I, that's, I, I want one just for her. Like, I don't need one because mm-hmm. I'm an adult and I can chink, 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 break <laughs> my plates into a trash can. Or if it's cereal, here's a little pro tip for all of you adults who are listening to this. Pour that shit in the, in the toilet. You just pour it in the toilet and flush it and it's gone. If you, if you have half a bowl of cereal and you didn't eat all your goddamn cornflakes. Because in the sink, they turn into a mushy, disgusting paste that's rotten and putrid. And then I gotta clean it. Uh, yep. uh, I, so with cereal, I finish my cereal first of all, so that's not an issue with my cereal. <laughs> but if I am for some reason cleaning the kids' cereal, I go to the backyard and just scatter that shit like that far works and too. wide. I was gonna say that, and it just disappears. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, birds get it or deer or something, yeah. whatever. It's just fucking gone. And uh, um, but Jackie, like in the sink, there'll be like napkins or something, and it's like this what? is a wet napkin that was like maybe served with the the meal, and it's, I. You're on your own, woman, you know? You're creating a perfect vacation spot for viruses and bacteria and daring them to start living in your sink. You <laughs> well, just she, leave wet. She does it every day. So it, yeah. It, you know. no, so Literally it's a quick turnaround today. time. Yeah. This happened today. And, and in the end, she thought that she was in the right. She, it, it was like, uh, she was like, oh, there's, um, there's, there's French fries. Your French fries are in the sink. And I go and look and I'm like, What's the rest of that shit? If that even is a French fry at this point, who can tell? <laughs> Your I, French fries. It, it, like, like, you dumped all this in there. And she's like, could you at least get me the gloves so I can dig this out? I'm like, yeah, I'll get you your gloves, but I'm not digging that out. I'll, I'll, I'll get a new sink before Kitty, I clean that mess Kitty up. Thought you That's were like wrong. the same tone as like when you would come home you, from school after getting in trouble and your mom would be like to your dad, like, your son, call the girl at school, <laughs> bitch. It's like, I'm both yourself. If yeah. Kitty thought you were wrong, you tell her that Woody agrees with her. She thought it was all about whether or not it was a French <laughs> fry or way not. Out. I'm like, it doesn't matter who's fr- if it was my French fry that I cut. Even if it is my French fry, that means that it's food that I prepared for you, and then you made a mess with it. That's what that means, if it is a French fry. But yeah, I, I, I really hate that. I had When I had roommates, when I was like 19 or so... Um, they were the worst. And it was their place, right? Like, I was crashing with them. And I didn't feel like I, it was my responsibility to be, like, diving right into their dishes. They almost never were my dishes. And they would stink. They would have them piled up in the sink. And it, there, was, there was a smell that dirty dishes have. It's, it, it, and it's always the same. I've smelled it maybe four times in my entire life. And I recognize that smell. It's the smell of rotten food in your, in your yeah. sink. Yeah. That's and, all that, have you ever been in, like, a... Uh, a dirty dishes cold war with anyone before? Yeah, that's what they would have. And trash cold wars, where it would just keep getting higher and higher, like on The Simpsons. I uh, The trash cold wars, I lose those anytime because eventually I'm just like, I, I gotta take this trash out. Like, this is, like, I gotta get rid of this. Let me tell you about trash, okay? So I've had a, I, trash is, I'm all, I've always, in every capacity of my entire life, been the trash guy, the one who takes the trash out and disposes of it, and it's always been my job to figure out what good to, is done with the trash. When I, when I lived in apartments and, and when I had shorter driveways, it was really easy to just take the trash to the curb. Woody, I'm sure you have a, you've got a whole system now to get your trash to the curb. It's an ordeal. I, it's awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite jobs. It is my least favorite job, probably <laughs> because I don't have like a special cart with a special hookup and a special trash yeah, can. Yeah, like we have a golf cart and we just sort of push the cans up onto the thing and... Uh, then you get to drive the golf cart, and usually I'll bring it like, hey, who wants to take the trash out? And the kids are like, I'll come. And, uh, and then we drive to the edge of the property where they come to pick it up. 
when I was a kid, I was uh, I was gonna take our trash can to the end of the driveway, and I and it was very very cold outside, and I had waited until like 10 p.m. the night before the trash is to be picked up. So it's nighttime and very cold, and uh, I, I hop in an SUV, and I've got the big dumpster uh, holding the handle, and, and I would drive the SUV down to the end of the driveway, dragging the the thing down with my hand out the, out the uh, side with the door open, of course, you know, because it's a big dumpster. And so I, I get in the car, I open the door, I drag the dumpster up next to the car, I, I put the car in reverse, and I start driving backwards, and, and then I realize my mistake. Um, because the door, of course, gets drug over the trash can and goes up and over the trash can, warping the car door and destroying what <laughs> turned out to be a very expensive, heavy-duty city trash can. And I was just like, God damn. So I was like, back it on off. <laughs> crunk, crunk. <laughs> I get out and I like kick the I, I kick the door basically like that comedian kicked that retarded man the other night. I gave the door one of those <laughs> Big kick. and like yeah like kicked it kind of shut but it didn't quite make it and then back and then just kept going. There was no stop and the trash still had to be taken. Uh, at this point in my life, I've still got that long-ish driveway and it's gravel and I'm not dragging a dumpster in it. And, and for yeah. a while, they I had a trash man who would come down my driveway to my house and and take it from dumpsters. And then we had a falling out with him. I don't remember what happened. This I is the super that, trash man? Yeah, super, yeah, uh. yeah. I haven't seen He's gone. Since now what I have, I have an industrial dumpster at my home, mm -hmm. a massive dumpster. They come pick it up once. Uh, well, they come pick it up whenever it's full. But that could take two months or something like that because it's so big. And I use 55-gallon barrels as trash cans, like, like the gigantic plastic ones. And I use the, uh, the outdoor trash bags, and I have two of them. So when I take the trash, oh, you, you do that in your home. You have yes. fifty gallon. Yes. You just have fifty gallon drums as ones. trash bags in your I home. I have two of them in the kitchen. Not like the metal drums, but like the the biggest plastic trash cans that are made. Those really big ones. <laughs> and I get the biggest trash bags that are made. Like the forty eight gallon doesn't cut it. It's got to be like the fifty five gallon trash bags or whatever. And they're 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 like I don't know how many mil it is. It's like eight mil thick it's it's so thick you couldn't escape you can't even tear through it <laughs> and uh and like what they put bodies in yeah you could totally put bodies in there and i just dump that into the dumpster uh every can we watch of, just a few so. seconds of this video together to give a vibe for how i do it oh i'm i'm there 14 seconds <laughs> yeah i time stamped it all right uh ready set play so mine's not playing but there it is basically you you put it on the little thing and then you push it up and you drive away. It's, uh, and when you, it, she's using it on a truck. It fits into like a receiver hitch, but we have one on the golf cart. So we just do that and then we drive to the curb and all is well. That's nice. That's so that's what the metal bar on trash cans is for. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, trash people come. They, what a world. Some, I, I, yeah, you know, I don't know what the metal. Like, I was gonna say the trash people do it, but they don't use that. They grab it by the side with like a big hugging hook. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is a very convenient way to take your trash out. Yeah, that's it's a good system. It's uh, it's no problem at all. Kyle, well, Kyle has a dumpster, so this wouldn't work for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, well, does does it does your you said your dumpster can take two months to fill. I assume it's not like super close to your home or anything, but like, it's what, does it ever, does it ever the, smell? 
or anything, or is it just? It, yeah, like right after it rains, sometimes it smells because like the rainwater is like draining through the trash and out. So, but it's not. But it's like only smells like when I'm right next to it and like dumping the garbage. And I just don't give a fuck. That's. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, if it doesn't smell while you're in your house, then who cares? No, no, not at all. And the other thing that it's really good for is because we've got so, so, so many cardboard boxes. I can't, I can't explain to you how many there are on a daily basis coming in and out of this home with all the packages that we ship out and all of the, the, the Amazon shit that flows in and all the other companies that are like pumping in like Kitty's products and my products and stuff. There's cardboard boxes everywhere, and it's so nice just to flatten them all out and just throw them into that thing. Uh, a burn pit would be good, but I'm in the city. Can't burn. Oh, so you here. wouldn't be allowed to burn shit? No, and uh, and you know they might come and like see what I'm burning, uh, and then I they're like, oh, you burned a battery, and then I'm in jail. How is the city that you're in not rural enough that they'd be like, well, you know, common sense, you know, just. I where I am, like, 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 I'm, I'm pretty close to. It's a very, very t small little town. Like, it's barely even a town, but I'm really close to it, uh, and I'm uh, in the city limits. Uh, so it's, it's just a no go. Same thing with shooting like loud guns here. Oh, it's nice that your city distinguishes between loud and quiet guns. They don't distinguish between loud and quiet guns. <laughs> I distinguish between loud and quiet when, guns. They're like, look, when you can only shoot start? guns in your yard if they're nice and quiet. <laughs> when does, in your head, Kyle, when does loud begin? I, as long as it's suppressed. Unsilenced, like, yeah. like, I shoot my suppressed, like, 22, and I shoot my suppressed uh, 45 here, for sure. I've shot the suppressed 45 in the house. Just to, Is the term yeah. silencer wrong? Do they, is this... No, actually, so it's, um, like, the cool kids don't like to say silencer because in every little niche group, you'd like to really establish a vernacular so that you can... Look on, down on, on the spot. other people. Well, and it's so you can, you can figure out who's who, right? Like, like if, if I hear a guy talk in a certain way, then I know his experience level in anything, whether it's baseball, football, hockey, or, or, or this. So I, I think that's a big part of it, but silencer is 100% correct. Uh, when Maxim first, if you if you look at in the um, the uh, the patent description, when Maxim filed it for the first suppressor, he called it a silencer. He mm -hmm. called it a silencer. The very first silencer was called a silencer, and 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 but suppressor if, is just if more I correct. I say silencer factually. on a show, then gun nuts are going to know that that's a rookie way of speaking. Unless you go ahead and preface it and say like, yeah, I know some people don't like saying silencer, but but Maxim, the guy who invented the first one, he called <laughs> a silencer. So here's my silencer. Uh, yeah, I, I've done that. Is like clip times. or magazine a better example of that? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, because they're completely separate things. Uh, a clip is something that holds a bunch of bullets, uh, like a stripper clip. Have you ever seen it's like the load rifle? Thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You take the rifle, you've got your stripper clip in your hand, and you push them all in. <laughs> And, uh, and and actually, with the Garand, the the clip stays in the gun, so that's kind of a, a middle ground. Now that I think about it, that I don't think the the uh, the stripper clip stays in the weapon and then pops out. Yeah. Um, so that's slightly I, different. I but there read, are other weapons that you just and then the the clip gets tossed aside. I read that magazines were first called clips by World War II veterans. That they called everything a clip because that's the kind of weapon that they had at you know in Possibly, war, yeah. and then. You know, magazines became more prevalent after World War II, I guess. That's what I read. And uh, they just kept calling them clips. Well, a lot of the guns, World War II, the, the bar would have, would have had a magazine. The, the Tommies would have had magazines. All the SMGs, of course. But, but yeah, you're right. They're, but they um, were, I, it wasn't like now where everyone's issued something that takes a magazine. 
Certainly not. No. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I'd never heard that one. Um. But but yeah, magazine clip or two separate. I still think it's crazy. Like the World War II stories you hear of how American soldiers would pick up German guns when they had the opportunity to, and use those instead. Like you've heard about that. I'm Is sure. Is that true? Yeah. It, it would depend on which gun, right? Like, like I, they would definitely pick up submachine guns if all of a sudden they're in an urban environment and they they were issued a grand or something. If they had a bolt gun or a, or a long gun, and and now they're fighting in houses and there's a German submachine gun there, an MP40 or, or, or a Papa Shaw. If they're if the Russians well, are nearby. MP40, obviously that gun's OP. Exactly. Oh man, <laughs> that's such a great gun. I, I liked when I looked online and saw like. Oh, the MP40 was a very successful gun used in World War II. And it was like, yeah, fuck yeah, finally. Like, it's not like one of those guns in COD where you're like, man, this thing must be hard as fuck in real life. And you look <laughs> it up and it's like just some Navy SEAL being like, I'd rather have a butter knife than that piece <laughs> of shit. Or like, whatever. But, Woody, did you, yeah. I, you probably didn't. Did you watch that video that I linked from the Fighter and the Kid podcast? Actually, I was in the pro process of watching it. Oh, and my God. So I hope it gets good because so far, the guy's trying to tell a story, and both Brian Callahan and uh, Brendan They're going to interrupt Schwab, a good bit. They interrupt, interrupt constantly. I'm like, let the guy tell his fucking story. And they're all like, it was, what temperature was it outside? And he's like, actually, hold on. That's a part of the story. And, and, Dude, let the let the guest roll. It is Can you give a little excellent. back? Yeah, um, so this is a story of uh, a guy who's on SEAL Team 6. Uh, he's dropping into the Himalayan mountains from high altitude, uh, which means you have to have oxygen. <clears throat> although he's like, uh, but I don't need oxygen because I've done it so many times, so I don't use oxygen. And I was like, oh, God, what a hardcore fucker. And he's a big guy. He's like like big, big bustle-up scary guy. And, uh, and he's talking about dropping in, and the, he's going to go tandem. He's going to have an interpreter strapped to his chest. And on the front of the interpreter, there's even more shit trapped, sta strapped to his chest. And between the two of them are all of his navigation gear, his altimeter, his GPS, his compass. And, uh, and basically, the interpreter gets cold feet, and they have an absolute life and death disaster that takes place between, I don't know, <laughs> 30 or 40,000 feet and the ground in which there is vomit, beatings, <laughs> fights, Getting I lost, <laughs> equipment failures. And by the toggles. way, I have to imagine this guy sucks at paragliding. Like, I get it. Seals are great at everything they ever want to do. But he's probably not good compared to someone whose passion is this. Right? He's just using it as a method of transportation. For some reason, they decided that, like, if they used a paraglider, they said this in the beginning, I think I have it right, they could travel much further. Like, they, they didn't want big, noisy things over the area they were going to. So they were going to have a paraglider, which travels much further, is more efficient, like horizontally, than a parachute. A lot of parachutes are designed to get you down in a hurry. This is designed to get you from point A to B. So, uh, but, like, is he any good at this? Like, how much yeah. training has he done? I always it feel takes, like Navy SEALs you didn't have hear to do everything. Have like you gotten the part where he, where he says that? Like, he, mm. He's like, I've jumped this way, and I've jumped that way. I've jumped in this country, and I've jumped in that country, and we've done it this way and that way, and we did it all day, every day. I've jumped here, I've jumped there, I've jumped like this with this parachute, that pair. This guy's a fucking expert with the jumping, because that's how they get put in a lot. I promise you, like, like okay. I was, I was satisfied when he like laid well, out all right. of jumping. I, I feel like I, I haven't gotten there yet because I just and know. And the thing is, like the, at no point, like, like, like he saves their lives on the way down because of the stuff he knows, and the problems they had are in no way his fault. I know. Uh, I, I, I want to see it. I feel like yeah. Navy it's SEAL excellent. is that level of military where like, no amount of like, diversity hires or whatever is <laughs> ever going to infiltrate that 
little coven of the military, you know, because they're just so fucking hardcore drowning each other and flying through the sky and prepared for everything, kill you with a fucking thimble and a toothpick, you know, jerry-rig that together, like... All the Those YouTube guys are professional videos. soldiers. They, they they spend their whole lives doing that stuff. But it's so much more amped up than even like the other levels of soldiers. You well, know? those like, guys are those guys army, are army, marines, not professional soldiers, uh, though, right? I mean, but like marines are professional soldiers. Yeah, and Navy SEALs are like I see it even higher than that. Like Navy yeah, SEALs as high as you can go in my head. I, maybe I don't know the name of like the, you know, the Royal Guard or whatever the, the fuck. Delta Force. Delta Force um, I think I, is typically considered the one that is Is, is that Navy SEALs though? No. No. That, that's oh. a different thing. But hey, they sit SEAL Team 6 when they want to get over uh over Osama. Uh, Bin Laden, right? Like like yeah. like who knows? I I'd say they're all real fucking good. Yeah, brings what, a strong point, yeah. The distinguishing the distinguishment that I think of is that like the, I hear about Marines, and they're like, oh, yeah, I was in the Marines for four years or, 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 or you know, two years or, or six years or something like that. But it seems like every time I hear about a Navy SEAL when, like, that Jocko guy is telling his stories, he's like, oh, yeah, it was 1989. That was when uh, I, I went in and did this and that. It's like, whoa, you've been a SEAL for 25 years? Like, they, they start doing it, and they just do it for, it. like, for 20 years, they mm -hmm. are this professional soldier being dropped into the assholes of, of the world to, like, kill a, a, a clan of, of guys or take out a group of, of this guy or that guy. Like, who knows? Like, all the crazy shit they do. And they're constantly yeah. training. It never ends. You guys are right, but I, I, I... There's a series of YouTube videos that keeps getting recommended to me, and it's like, ask a Navy SEAL about this or ask a Navy SEAL about that. And it's like, they can't possibly have expertise in all these areas. Like, how to handle a dog bite by a Navy SEAL. That's really one. Really? Are Navy SEALs I, trained in like hand to dog combat? I yes, of course, right? No I way. There's tons of, I guarantee it. And, and, really? and I haven't watched that. Yeah, of course, because there's war dogs, right? And you're gonna have to deal with that eventually. You're gonna have to fight a dog. Yeah. Uh, my buddy. I mean, if you get seven kills in a row, time. I guess. My <laughs> my buddy <laughs> fought that dog that time, and what he said he did was he grabbed it by the jowls, like on either uh -huh. side of its mouth. And he, he said, and, and he was a very strong guy, he's six foot three. He was a former Marine. He, he was a, a career Marine, actually. Six foot three, like 230 pounds, I would say. Real heavy set, big arms, just big dude. And he picked the dog up. And he's, he's like, he can't do shit then. What's he going to do then? He's like, he can't do shit. And he's like slammed the dog on the, on the ground, and that, that was it. But, but you've got to get your hands on its jowls, right? right? Which is on either side of its chomping machine. Yeah, it, it does. Hard seem, to fight yeah. A dog. yeah, that's a one strike and you're out. It would be easy to fight a dog. There. Missed. Yeah, <laughs> missed. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Being a Navy SEAL just seems. I don't, like, you got to feel fucking hardcore when you're on a mission or something and you look around at your team of like you and six other guys and it's like, of the whole fucking military, these are the seven people who they want to send to get shit done, you know, like to make sure that there are no mistakes. Like we couldn't trust this with those other elitely trained units. We need this like special unit that you would it's purchase for a premium game. in an it's RTS game. <laughs> These guys are the all-stars of the military. They, they absolutely are. And, uh, and, and, and like an all-star team, like these guys work together on a daily basis. You know, it's a team. They, they, they number the teams. We hear about SEAL Team 6, but there's... There's a bunch of SEAL teams, right? And like these guys all know each other. They're they're brothers. They they, it's it's not like you're with a different group of guys every time you go out. I I think they're like dropping into Somalia one year with Frank and Jim and Dave, and then four years later they're dropping into Afghanistan with Frank and Jim and Dave again. You know, like these guys. 
it's, it's, it's a cool Tim thing. Kennedy I, I like is living a different life than the. Uh, he's like a ranger or something. Well, he's what he's he's an elite. Like he's in the army's version, I think, of the Navy SEALs. Yeah, Army whatever. Special Forces, Army Rangers. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, but like, okay, for example, in the Royal Marines or whatever it is, the British one, Prince Harry was a soldier, and he was apparently like a real soldier. He flew helicopters and did real war stuff. I just have to believe, like, every now and then it worked in his favor, right? Like, like. They're like, yeah, he's a chopper pilot, but you know what? If things get really bad, we pull him out. Oh, yeah. Oh, they absolutely would. Because remember, it got leaked one time that he was deployed in, like, bullshit province Afghanistan. And immediately uh-huh. they were like, oh, they found out, Harry. We got to pull you out. Somebody, they, like, they may actually try to get you. Like, right. now that they know that the Prince of high England is over here fighting. High, exactly. Yeah, and they pulled him out. I, I, <clears throat> I can't imagine that there would be much nepotism as far as, like, getting into the helicopter, being able to fly the helicopter, being competent. But yeah. but there was definitely probably some like, well, sir, you certainly don't want to go out there with, with those boys. Wouldn't you like to fly one of these twirly birds over here? Rockets <laughs> and machine guns and such. Like, yeah, 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 I would. Yeah, it's, it's it may fun. have been. It, it, I don't know how you get selected to like flight school in the first place. Apparently... He said I wanted to do go to flight school and fly a helicopter and blow people up, and they were like, "Right away, sir." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. What Prince, is that right? W oh, had that <laughs> right. W flew like fighter jets, the National Guard during Vietnam, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, you know that was a big campaign issue back in the day. That that he they pulled a lot of strings to make sure that he didn't do anything dangerous. And yeah, I, I can't blame. In which war was he avoiding combat? Vietnam. Was it Nam? Yeah. Fuck. Who cares? Who cares? Chiz was talking about this the other day. Like Chiz was asking if my dad fought in Vietnam. I was like, I was like, nah, he didn't get drafted. He's like, why didn't he volunteer? I'm like, because he wasn't a fucking moron. <laughs> like they were. Like he, he's talk, I've talked to him about this before. I was like, what was it like? Because I, I, he was born in '53, so he was like toward the end of the war. I think mm-hmm. he could have been drafted, and uh, he was like, none of us wanted to go. We knew people who had went. We knew people who had had a bad time there. We knew people who died there. It was all over television, like like the the horrors that were going on there. It looked scary, and we had, and none of us felt like we had any fight in that war. Like like we didn't know who we were going to fight or why. You know, it was like Muhammad. Well, I can Ali explain said, the why. You know, they sank an imaginary boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's like, and that didn't. Who fucking cared in like sixty nine or seventy one, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't. So, so I was like, no, you fucking go. And if I had been drafted, of course, knowing what I know now, not 1968 and 18-year-old me, I, th- you know, 31-year-old Kyle, if they draft me today to go into hypothetical Vietnam, I'm going to Canada, man. I, I'm, not going to, I'm not going over there and fighting in a jungle. Yeah, it's it's going to be nine-toed Kyle real quick after a oh, video yeah. shoot goes horribly and randomly wrong right <laughs> after you're informed of your, you know, civil duty to attend a... An army meeting or whatever. The Absolutely, man. I, I, I would not. I, I've watched so many. Um, I went down a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole last night. And if you, if anyone's listening to this and they want some quality content, go on there and watch the uh, the Navy or excuse me, the, uh, the Medal of Honor war stories. They, you've got the guy sitting in a chair looking at the camera, telling you what happened and how he won the Medal of Honor. Now, some of them, not to take any away anything away from these guys, but all they did was jump on a live grenade. They saved their comrades, and, and many times they lived through it somehow, right? They, but, but hmm. yeah, how's yeah. that? That's nice. I, they, well, they tell that story, and those videos are usually short. Those are like the eight-minute "How I Won the Medal of Honor" stories, right? There are some of those videos that are twenty-two fucking minutes long, though. 
you want to click that shit. Because for 22 minutes, he's going to be telling you about the shit he did. And these are always these old, grizzled, manly men. Like, like, like they, they, they are they like wouldn't... the uh, Band of Brothers kind of clips they'll have where they'll like just have the old guy, or the veteran rather, just speaking to you about what yeah. they did? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check they, that out. They that had one awesome. guy. They had one guy from Vietnam, and he looked like on um, Sin City, Marv. You know how Marv's chin was big and square and stuck out, and his face was all like rough. He looks like that, and he's he's got this gravelly voice. He, I followed the Sarge up the mountain, and he, he walked off the trail, always off the trail. And about halfway up, we heard the explosions. That was our buddy stepping on the mines. I said, "Thanks, Sarge, for leading me the right way." Well, he cut Sarge down right then and there. Blew me up, too, and I looked down through the blood in my eyes, and my hands was blowed up. And, and it just keeps – that's how these stories start, right? He's like, mm-hmm. my hands was all blowed up, and there was blood in my eyes, and, a, and, I, and all I could see was fire. And I realized it was a North Vietnamese with a flamethrower burning my friends alive. And he took one look at me, and I recognized so pitifully, he figured he'd just let me go ahead and die like I was, and he kept on moving. And that's when I crawled and crawled until I found – Found a few of my buddies, and they was hiding in a damn hole, not fighting, not shooting at nobody. And I said, give me your damn weapon. And he wouldn't give it to me. Give me his pistol, though. And I was begging for one more magazine when the <laughs> gooks started coming at me. And I took one out and <laughs> trying to take me alive. And I, pow, pow. And he's just telling this story. And it just keeps escalating. And he's like, the Sarge was gone. So I said, give me all the radios. And I had all three radios, one for the Navy guns, and one for the artillery man, and one for the, uh, the, 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 the aircraft. And I was calling the air support right in on top of us, and it was blowing up all around. And there was 36 of us that went in and seven of us that come out. And I'm one of them. And that's how I won the Medal of Honor. Like, <laughs> all the stories are like that. Like, that's this crazy so awesome. shit. I the like those stories. Like, when, I like, like the accent. They, they, it, it goes into. I know it was very well done. <laughs> yeah. I like those when like you you almost get to the point of like like when they win a huge battle in Lord of the Rings. Like when the fucking uh, undead horde show up, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. Like you get that kind of result with some of these Medal of Honor stories, where like halfway through it'll be like, and then I made my way into the into the tunnels. I went in and I went in with two ears on my head, and I came out with. Nine on a necklace around my neck. <laughs> I started all crying. Japanese, and, and you'll be like, Alex Jones is pretty more. badass over there. <laughs> I, now, the I thing you need to understand you, uh, about this joke: <laughs> the best Vietnam never to, happened. You know, the, the best story I heard made me cry at the end. It, it made me cry. It was it was so powerful and, and and just ridiculous. This guy, I think there was about forty of these guys. Um, they were artillery men. They, these are the guys firing the big guns, you know, many miles. And uh, a major lands at their position and tells them, you're going to get hit tonight 100%. Prepare yourselves. So he's, he's like, my Sarge was 27 years old. He was an old guy to us. And he was, he was always busting our ass, making us pop, take our bullets out of our magazines and polish them. And he'd make us take our artillery shells and polish them. And just always, constantly with this shit. And, uh, and so that night, the enemy comes. And they're using these artillery pieces... Uh, with beehive rounds, each round fires 18,000 buckshot with a boom straight ahead. They've leveled the guns. The enemy is advancing. I think there's 3,000 of them. I, I don't remember the exact Jesus. number, but it's, it's an overwhelming number of them. And he's manning the, 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 the gun that's closest to them. There are guns behind him. And he's loading up this beehive round. He pulls it off and just shoots and, and just kills many, many of them. Well, a mortar round lands next to him, and his friends think that he's dead. 
because it's blown up all of his shit. It's injured him severely, but he's not dead. He's getting up trying to reload. His friends fire their beehive round, and it hits him. He gets shot through. They're not ball bearings. They're darts. I, I, I misspoke. He gets shot through the ass with a ton of these darts, like from, from where his flak jacket stops at the, at the top of his butt to, to um, like the top of his thighs is just shot through with darts. So he's laying there all fucked up unconscious when he comes to he is in the middle of the enemy there are hundreds of them in waves <laughs> running past him he picks up an m16 with 400 rounds of ammo and goes through all of it killing the men around him from feet to to you know yards away from him kills all of them he can with that and then he starts crawling around in the mud in the darkness looking for the ingredients to load the gun again it's all blown apart right so he's, he's just looking everywhere. Oh, there's the, there's the, he puts the round in, and he's got to fill the powder charge up. He said, I only thought I'd get one shot. So I filled it with all the powder it could take. We'd never done that before. <laughs> he said, and I, I finally got there, and I said, good Lord, this is my last one. Thank you. Thank you for letting me get this load. He pulls the lanyard, and he goes, tink. Didn't go off. He said, and I just hung my head, and I thought this is the end. And then that gun went, whoa, 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 and started a shaking, and it went, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> said, my buddies behind me said, we thought you rigged up some kind of a damn flamethrower. Because when, when that thing went off, it shot a cloud of fire out, and it blinded half the enemy and blew away hundreds more. And he keeps loading the gun and firing. That wasn't his last shot. until he's real, and He says, I kept loading and firing until I heard, hold your fire, I'm a GI on the other side of the river. And I looked up, and it was my buddy, and he's on the wrong side of the river, and he's hurt. So he starts crawling to the river. He gets on an air mattress, still shot through, and starts <laughs> swimming. He starts swimming. He gets to the other side. He says, I looked down in the foxhole, and it wasn't one man. It was three. And I said, Lord, I only got the strength to bring one back. You're going to have to help me get the other two. And I started coming back with all three men. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is like when you play Call of Duty and you want, like, you level up quickly, this and, is... but you want to try and get a whole nother level in in that same game. This guy was going for two medals of honor at this. I bet he probably got more than Turns one. Turns out that's X-Cal was in Vietnam. Not the real one, the, the one on the screen. <laughs> you know, the, uh, just the first guy I told the story about, people. the gravelly voice, uh -huh. he had been considered three times, maybe four at least three times for the Medal of Honor. He's like, and this is the time he won. Because he was just always doing crazy shit. It, it, it's, it, those stories are excellent. Some of them, like I said, it's like, I jumped on the grenade and you know, I saved my friends or whatever. And that's, that's it's not as entertaining, mm. I guess I'll say, as the ones where they turn into superheroes. And, uh, and it's, it's just unbelievable. I think Brian Stan has a story and, like that. Brian hmm? Stan, uh, he's a UFC fighter. He's a commentator. I'm sure you'd recognize him if you saw him. But uh, apparently, I, I can't do it. I don't know the story that well. But he, he was like in a tank convoy. And they got, ant like, like they're driving through some low road. And there's hills on either side. And then all of a sudden, the enemy comes over like both sides. And he's like, all right, I guess time to kill all them. And that's what he did next. If I had yeah. the story right, it was something like that. And yeah, those, uh, I, I, I really, really like those stories. And, and they have them from all the wars. From, you know, there's guys from World War II on there. I'll have to check it uh, out. They, they talk about fighting fucking Nazis and, and the Japanese. Like, there's a flamethrower guy, and he's talking about crawling toward the Japanese machine gun. And because of the level and elevation, and the, you can only tip the machine gun down so far. You can't aim it any lower. The bullets are ricocheting off his tank. Ting! Ting! 
of the flamethrower as he crawls, and he's like, I crawled back. They're just going to blow me up and burn me alive with all my friends. Got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he, you know, he burnt, like, eight pillboxes up and killed bunches of guys. The ones where they go hand-to-hand, I really like. I like when they're, like, when they, they have to... There was one guy who picked up a... Uh, uh, a machine gun that was hot with his bare hands. Just terrible burns. You know the barrels get incredibly hot. I think he I know that one. He had to pick it up and like and move it and, and he just all those stories. That also just, happened in Band of Brothers. That happened in the, the other one in like the Pacific one, and that it was from the true story. What is it called? Pacific? The true story was from the yeah, Pacific it's just War. The Pacific. So, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but the, yeah. it was it wasn't Band of Brothers. What was its like sister one? It was called the Pacific. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty close. Yeah, those yeah. are both great. <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I, I can't help but, like, I'll often get emotional when I watch those things because I'm really appreciative that those guys went and did that uh, for our country. And, and for them, you know, they, they, were, they weren't like, yeah, this is for Uncle Sam, as they, like, gutted 15 Germans. They were probably like, this is for Dave and Mark back there in that hole. And for me, so that I don't get captured and tortured, you know. But, but yeah. still, they were there fighting for our country and stuff. And I, I, get, I get really choked up when they're like, when he, when he said, they wouldn't one man in the hole, they was three. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me get the other two because I can't. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I got to pause and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, as you tell the story, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. You know, he had to make a decision on which one to save. No, no, there's another choice. <laughs> yeah, just, just muscle three people over there with a bunch of darts in your ass. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite story of all time that I've told a bunch of times is the one from Vietnam. And uh, it's really, uh, it, they really sell it because they show the picture of this old man when he was in Vietnam, and you see this hulking guy who's like 6'2", 240, with very wide shoulders and a real thick body. Like, he's not low body fat. Like, he is a thick, muscular, powerful human being. He's, he's, he, he doesn't have, like, uh, abs as much as, like, a, he looks like a power lifter or something like that. And he's got double bandoliers of ammo, like, cro- crisscrossed on his chest. He's shirtless, and he's holding an M60. With one hand, if I remember correctly, like this big beefy motherfucker, and he's telling this story of fighting hundreds of the the Vietnamese and getting blown up twice, and in the end, one of his friends been shot in the head and half his skull's gone. The other the other friend's been shot in the ass, and one of his ass cheeks is gone. So he puts them both on his back and swims out to sea, three to five miles. I don't remember, but it was at least three miles he swam with two men so that the Navy could pick him up. Yeah, but I don't like, even know, like, like, the guy with half of his head gone. He, he lived. That's the best oh. part. At the end, at the very, very end of this like interview, he's like, and uh, Larry, he's, uh, he's all good now. I, I saw him last year. And they cut to Larry, and he's got an eye patch and reconstructive surgery. And he's like, yeah, he pulled me out of there. Anybody else would have left me behind. Half my head was gone. He pulled me out of there. And he's like, like Larry, half of Larry's head's gone. And the other guy, the guy who um, had like pulled that man out of that hole and swam him across the beach... He was like, and I got to see his kids. I got to hold his grandbabies last week. And they got a picture of him holding the guy's grandkids, and I cried again. (laughs) There were similar heroics in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so you might like that. (laughs) No spoilers. No spoilers, but uh, there are um, action scenes, and they are very brave. I look forward to that very much. (laughs) I, I still haven't seen Logan. And I don't feel like spending fifteen dollars to purchase it. You can't. I don't like that when they, you know, yeah. movies first get released. You gotta. I saw Logan. Uh, played that. I thought I'd like it more. I didn't realize that it takes place and Logan has reduced powers, so it's barely a superhero movie. It's almost a badass dude movie, and um, uh, Logan's aged. Uh, I, I, 
I guess I knew intellectually that Logan didn't age. I mean, I had seen all the movies and stuff, but somehow I forgot that, like, all right, if he has ineffective powers, he's going to start getting older. And uh, it just, I, look, I was looking for a movie called Wolverine, and I saw a movie called Logan, and and that was that. Also, the same director made the movie The Wolverine. Have you seen it? That's when he's in Japan, and he fights that robot, that like robot. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one I really, that's the kind of movie that I was hoping to see. Um, yeah. But grittier and like Deadpoolish with sex and shit, but that's not what happened. Also, the uh, if there's like a second main character, it was this little girl who is Wolverine-like. You can get this from the trailers; it's not a spoiler. And uh, she barely speaks English; she speaks Spanish. And I'm like, why is the like main character in this film like not able to talk? How is that? Yeah, good? yeah. I, I don't know about that. I didn't know that little caveat. Her, her. I know they're in Mexico, but I, I was. Really hoping she could speak English. She, she has a few words, but right. you know, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I just, I, yeah. I saw it last night. It was fifteen dollars, and I was like, I don't like it. Fifteen dollars worth. I just want to rent this thing, not own it forever. This is Judge Dredd. He's not the law. I've watched Judge Dredd so many fucking times. It's obnoxious. <laughs> like the people in my life hate it. I'm like, you know, we could watch Judge Dredd, and everybody's like, no, not again. I'm like, but he's the law. <laughs> he is, he is the law. law. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's funny. A, a fan sent me the you know the ultra HD Blu-ray and everything, and I so, so I watched that. I, I watched it all the time. I love that shit. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think that's one of the best new action movies that that that's been made. I love how gritty it is. I like the this is blood. not the Stallone version, but no, the newer one. No, this is the uh, it's Carl Urban. Um, mm. you see, Stallone. It's based on a graphic novel. Stallone completely disrespected the graphic novel by taking the helmet off. The, the character never does that. And in years of this comic uh, across its arc, you've never seen the guy take his helmet off. He doesn't do that shit. And first thing Stallone does, because he's a prima donna, he takes the helmet off. Well, Carl Urban never does. You just get the frown. It's just the frown the whole fucking time. <laughs> Did you? I, I really. You probably know this already, but Tom Cruise was offered the part of Iron Man, and he wanted to constantly take the helmet off, you know, because he's yep. Tom Cruise. Yeah. And, it turns out Robert Downey Jr. is so good in that role. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, he, he, I, DiCaprio could have done it too, but uh, you know, um, I think that uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, really owns it. He's he looks like Tony DiCaprio Stark. DiCaprio could have done it. Oh yeah, like 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 he take, is a um, shitty actor. I I oh my god! I, every time he's in something, I am Leonardo distracted DiCaprio? by how bad his acting is. He's in these great films. Really? And then you get, yeah, like the fucking Quaalude scene in Wolf of Wall Street was hard to sit through. He's such a shitty actor. The, um, I don't know, him yelling and doing the speeches on the board, he's so shitty in Wolf of Wall Street, it distracts me from an interesting story. That's the kind of movie I might like. Um, I thought he was pretty good in Wolf of Wall Street. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I, I, I am the opposite opinion. Um, what else? I was... think he's the I think he's the best actor his age or younger that there is. Fucking Daniel Day Lewis just kills him. He, Daniel Day Lewis is the best in my opinion. Um, I, I think I said one time he's the best, greatest American actor, but he's he's not fucking American. <laughs> um, but but he's so good at those accents. It's easy but we to co-opt forget. him. Yeah. Who's so the guy? Easy to forget. He he was heavy. He was in um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's who I'm looking for. Yeah, he's dead. But I. I didn't appreciate how great an actor he was until he died. That guy was every role he killed. You so. should watch yeah. the uh, that movie with him and Joaquin Phoenix. It's called The Master. Uh, I think it's shot in 4K. Uh, no, 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 it's filmed in 70 millimeter. That's what it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's it's really nice quality. It's it's bizarre. The um, Master, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman is like a uh, a cult leader, 
um, kind of a Scientology kind of thing, warping people's minds. Joaquin Phoenix falls under his spell, and there's a lot of really powerful. Huh. There's this one really powerful scene where he's Don't he's making it. Joaquin like walk back and forth across a, the room, and like I can't remember the exact specifics, but it's like. He walks to one end and it's like touch the glass. Now walk to the other end and touch the wood. And he's going back and forth until he can feel the glass when he touches the wood. Oh, I've it's seen like, this movie. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, all this bizarre stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a um, cult movie. You know it's what's getting movie. good? Um, Better Call Saul is turning it around for me. Saw it last night. I, I'm I just waiting up. until That's it's all was, available I, so I can my binge bacon. it. I ate my mustard bacon while I watched uh, Better Call Saul <laughs> I, the last I night. I haven't seen yesterday's, but. I, so I guess I'm one week behind, but I'm Ooh. looking forward to it. Jimmy, Jimmy, no uh, spoilers. No, don't ruin it. I'll see it probably right after this. Jimmy's guess, the star this week, I think. That's good. I, uh, I the more Jimmy, the better in my special opinion. guest star from Mike. You know, it's it's Mike and Jimmy. Mm. No, no, no horse shit really. Uh, yeah. this, this week. I want to yeah. see his I, brother's downfall too. So I look forward to that. Yeah. But. It's, uh, I, I, enjoy, oh. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely rap. I want to go play some battlegrounds. Very good. All right, that was PKN episode one forty five. Hope you guys like hanging out with us.